Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello there, welcome to another episode of This Week in History with me, your host, Dan the Viking. Um, I'm going to carry on a little bit with some Norse mythology this week. Um, I think we're on to part three now, so a few more stories from the Poetic Edda. Um, These are the, well, this is the Norse pagan Bible sort of thing. Uh, I suppose that's the best way to, to describe it. It's a collection of stories um i have actually got um how to describe it without it's almost like a a simple version um for reading rather than for understanding so there are two two versions this one in particular sort of cuts out a lot of the norse words um and makes it a little bit more english so it's not the original uh, poetic edda, but it does do the job. It gives you the stories. It's all Norse mythology. So we'll start again with Loki. Early one morning, the gods were woken by the sound of wailing. Sif, goddess of the harvest, was sobbing in great gasps. Soon her husband Thor was howling with rage. The rest of the Aesir quickly gathered outside Thor's hall. Frigg, Queen of Asgard, hammered on the door. What is the matter, she called. Thor kicked open the door and strode outside, with Sif wrapped in his massive arms. Her head cradled to his chest. No one could see Sif's face, or her long, bright blonde hair. Look what that villain Loki has done, shouted Thor. He drew back his arms to reveal Sif's head. It was completely bald. Sif started sobbing again, and Frigg came over to comfort her. While the other gods turned to Loki, What makes you think it was me, he whined. Anyone could have done it. Where's your proof? I don't need proof, roared Thor. It's in your nature to cause mischief, so it must have been you. He grabbed Loki and hoisted him up. Odin quickly stepped forwards. It's true that Loki likes to play tricks, Thor, but that doesn't mean he caused all of this mischief. Thor snarled and let Loki fall to the ground. He was turning away when something caught his eye. Ha! What's this on your shoulder? Lying on Loki's shoulder 
was a strand of Sif's hair. The gold was unmistakable. Loki opened his mouth to protest, but for once, he could not think of anything clever to say. Very well, Thor, I confess, it was me. I crept into your bedroom last night and cut off Sif's hair, but it was worth it just to see the look on your face. He raised his fist, ready to bring down a thundering blow on Loki's head. Odin grabbed Thor's arm and pulled him away. I know you're angry, Thor, but let's find another way to settle this. Loki, can you put that cunning brain of yours to good use for once? To make it up to Sif, you must turn her hair into real gold and return it to her head. I will be watching. See that you account for every last strand. The other gods laughed as Loki stormed off. He was beginning to regret this trick. To start with, he'd have to go all the way down to the darkest Nidvalhir to visit the dwarves. Loki hated dwarves, but they were magnificent goldsmiths and only a dwarf could spin her hair into pure gold. With Sif's hair tied up in a bundle, Loki set off. He wandered through the dark and twisting tunnels until he reached the realm of Nidvalir. Squinting in the gloom, he found two elderly dwarfs looking at him in interest. My humble greetings, Loki said, his voice dripping with charms. Tell me, who are the finest craftsmen in Nidvalir? That's easy, said one dwarf. Everyone knows Ivaldi are the best. You're just saying that because you're Ivaldi, laughed the others. My sons, Eitri and Brock, are far better smiths than yours. Loki smiled. Tell me, where can I find your talented sons? Ivaldi pointed to a cave behind them, down there. And my sons have a forge there, said the other dwarf. Loki peered into both caves and then strode purposely to find the sons of Ivaldi. They scowled when they saw him. Go away, mischief maker. We won't do any work for the likes of you. I come here as an envy of Odin himself, said Loki. Don't you dare ignore me. Prove it, said Ivaldi's eldest son, Dalvin. How else could I have obtained this, asked Loki, and he showed them Sif's hair. It shone so brightly the dwarves knew it could only belong to a goddess. Odin has sent me personally to find you. He told me only the sons of Ivaldi can remake Sif's hair from gold, and make it so it grows again. Odin asked for us by name, said Valin, his chest puffing with pride. Then of course we shall help. And to show you our worth, we'll make Odin a gift as well. How very kind, said Loki. It must be unwise to make a special gift only for Odin. Odin sorry. The Aesir are a jealous bunch, especially that hot-headed Thor. You're right, said Valin. 
if we make a gift for Odin, an Asir god, then we better make another go- another gift for the Vanir god, Frey. Loki hissed in annoyance. He'd meant the dwarfs to make the second gift for Thor. He was sure it was the only way Thor would forgive him. Dvalin took Sif's hair and dipped it into a pool of liquid gold. He swirled it through the molten metal carefully, encasing each and every strand. Then he combined the hair with diamond dust until it sparkled like the stars. Beside him, Dvalin's brother, Burling, forged a spear of the finest steel, a gift for Odin. This spear, said Burling, will always hit its target. Impressed, Loki weighed the weapon in his hands. Not bad, he murmured. And the gift, and here is a gift for Frey, said the third son. It was a beautiful ship, small enough to fit in Loki's pocket. When you give it to Frey, its true worth will be revealed. Loki thanked the sons of Ivaldi and headed up the cave to Itri and Brock. Holding up his gifts, Loki started to praise them loudly. Why, surely these are the finest creations ever to come out of Nidvalir. I was right to seek out the sons of Ivaldi. No other team could have crafted such works of beauty fit for the gods. Nonsense, reported a gruff voice. My brother, Itri, is the finest metal worker in all of Nidvalir. He can make three gifts for the gods, each greater than the, those paltry offerings. I, Brock, would bet my life on it. Excellent, said Loki. I'll have a good bet. I, too, will stake my own life. Your life, Loki, asked Brock. Let me check. If I win the bet, I get to cut off your head. Yes, said Loki. But for a real test of skill, you must make a weapon that will make mighty Thor, god of thunder, proud to wield it. And with that, thought Loki, he was saved from Thor's wrath. In no time at all, the brothers had made their first gift, a massive boar with jet black skin and golden bristles. The toughest combat beast ever to be born or made, explained Brock. It will serve its master Frey into battle. Brock and Eitri went straight to work on their next gift. A bracelet for Odin. Loki, Loki rubbed his neck worriedly. I need a gift for Thor. But if this pair make their gifts too well, I could lose my head. It's time to take action. I'll have to cheat. Seeing the dwarves intent on their task, he swiftly turned himself into a fly. Eitri was working the furnace, which was blasting out waves of blistering heat. Not daring to fly too close, Loki began buzzing around Brock, who was pumping a mighty pair of bellows to keep the furnace burning. Try as he might, Loki could not break Brock's concentration. Loki switched back to his usual form, his eyes widened in disbelief as he saw Eitri use gallons of gold to create just one small bracelet. 
Itri must be using magic to hold so much metal into such a tiny object. But why? At last, Itri held up a gleaming trinket and gave it to Loki. It was small, but incredibly heavy. You must give this bracelet to Odin, the dwarf said. And now we will forge our final gift. A hammer for Thor. Brock got back to the bellows and to make sure he did not stop pumping, even for a moment. Loki took on a new form, this time a gadfly. He stung Brock's hand, but the dwarf merely grunted and kept working the bellows. He stung Brock's nose, and the dwarf howled out loud, but he still did not stop pumping. By now, Eitri had finished casting the hammer, through tough steel and was working on the shaft. Loki could hear him chanting a complex incantation. Desperate to keep his head, even if it meant beating them uh, even if it meant a beating from Thor. Loki f- sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Flew into Brock's face and stung him on the eye. The pain was too great. The dwarf let go of the bellows to swat the gadfly out of the cave. What are you doing, brother? shouted Itri. The furnace must stay at its hottest. You have ruined my creation. Look, the shaft is too short. Brock hung his head in shame. Loki returned to his godly form and came back into the cave. Well now, he said confidently, I see you have finished Thor's hammer, but it's tiny. Do you think he's a child? I know you, Loki, said Eitri, and I know my brother. He would not have dropped the bellows unless provoked. Somehow you cheated. I a cheat, said Loki, trying to look innocent. Guess. Never mind that, said Brock. I still think our work is better than those of those no-good sons of Ivaldi. Let's go with Loki up to Asgard and present our, the gifts ourselves. That way, we can claim our prize immediately. So be it, said Loki, as he strode as fast as he could back to Asgard, the two dwarves running after him. When Odin heard what Loki had been up to, he called the gods to Gladshelm, the Hall of Judgment. Fellow gods, declared Odin, I want you to vote on which of these gifts is the greatest. Firstly, Loki presented Sif with golden hair. She placed it carefully on her scalp, strands at the and the strands at the base wove themselves onto her head. She shook it with great trestles of gold fell around her, shining in the light. The gods gasped in wonder. Loki pulled the next gift from his pocket, the tiny wooden ship for Frey. Nonplussed, Frey took it. 
but he, when he breathed over it, the sails billowed and grew. A creaking resounded around the hall, and the boards of the ship began to unfold, until it filled the whole hall. In wonder, Frey tugged on a cord on one of the sails, and the ship shrank back into his palm. It's a magnificent gift, he exclaimed. And this fine spear is called Gungir, said Loki, and presented it the sons of Ivaldi's final gift to Odin. He pointed it at the far end of the hall. Try hurling it at that dark knot of wood on the door. I may be the all-father of the Aesir, said Odin, but no one could hit such a target from here. Try, all-father, urged Loki. Odin drew back the spear, and the gods watched as it flew over their heads across the hall, and when it hit the dark knot, everyone cheered. Odin smiled. This is the finest weapon I've ever seen. The greatest gift so far, agreed the gods. Now, said Odin, turning to the Brock and Initri, let's see what you have to offer. My lord, said Itrin, take this bracelet, Draupnir, feel its weight. Does it not seem heavier than it ought to? Why, yes it does, said Odin. It cannot be made with pure gold. It most certainly is pure gold, Itri replied. The reason for its great weight is that every ninth night the bracelet will drip eight times and each drop will form a new bracelet exactly the same as the first. The assembled gods were in astonishment. Surely this was the finest piece of gold ever crafted, finer even than Sif's gleaming hair. Next, Brock brought forward the boar, which grunted groudly, My lord Frey, mightiest of the veneer, please accept my gift. What is this creature's name? asked Frey. His name is Gulen Bursty, or Shining Mane. His bristles are made of the finest dwarf gold. They will light the way all through the blackest of nights. And his hide is tough, added Idri, that no weapon will pierce it in battle. He will be formidable indeed. Loki rubbed his neck worriedly. It was looking as if Brock and Eitri might yet win their bet. But their hammer couldn't be a better weapon than Odin's spear. He reassured himself as he ushered Brock over to Thor. Great God, said Brock, please accept this battle hammer, Mjolnir. Thor took it and wrapped one of his meaty fists around the handle. He held it up and stared at its great metalwork in awe, imagining all the damage it could do. It was love at first sight. But his fellow Esir were less impressed. Look at that stubby handle, laughed Tyr. It's barely as big as your hand. You won't be able to throw it very far. Thor hated being laughed at. He snarled at the dwarves, ready to test the hammer on them. Wait, cowered a tree. I know the handle is short, but let me tell you Mjolnir's secret. What is it? 
growled the thunder god. Whenever you throw it, no matter how near or far, it will always fly back to your hand, ready to be used again. Thor immediately hurled the hammer at Loki, who was standing on the far side of the hall. He ducked and the hammer missed him, but as Loki stood up again, the hammer whacked him in the back of the head as it flew back to Thor's outstretched hand. Fantastic, cried Thor, as he kissed Mjolnir in a sheer of delight. The gods cast their votes, and even Odin agreed that Mjolnir was the finest gift of all. After all, he said, I'll need to retrieve my spear after each throw, but Mjolnir can strike again and again. All eyes turned to Loki, who sat on the floor nursing the bump on the back of his head. Brock grinned. Now, trickster, I shall take my winnings. He pulled a sword from his belt, and Loki gulped, backing away from the smiling dwarf. It is true that you have won the bet, he said, but before you strike me with your sword, consider this. I agreed you could have my head, but I never said you could take my neck. He stood up and put the, his hand under his chin. Where will you cut? Can you see a place that will remove all of my head, but whack none of my neck? Spitting in anger, Brock admitted that he could not see where he could make such a cut. Curse you, Loki. I knew you would find a way to twist my words. Well, let's see you talk your way out of this. He took a needle and threaded it with a bristle from his long bushy beard. Pinning Loki to the ground, he began to sew his lips shut until his mouth was completely sealed. Loki jumped up and down, fuming, unable to utter a word. He ran away and set to the painful task of unstitching his mouth. The gods roared with laughter. It was a rare day indeed when the silver-tongued Loki was silenced so there we go we are done with stories from loki uh, loki does feature in uh, a lot more stories in norse mythology um but these are the ones where he is the protagonist um so obviously the last couple of stories that we've read have all been pretty much centered around the trickster god um Again, there's always a message with Norse mythology, and I feel that it resonates with me a lot more than than any other religion. Um, it's it's a very strange thing, as a historian, for example, to um, to sort of pick that as a religion to to follow because there's no real uh, you know evidence of any of the stories, um, at least with Christianity for example um, there's been more or less enough evidence to to suggest that Jesus uh, definitely existed as a person whether the the stories in the Bible are, are 100% accurate or not um, is is open to debate but definitely the, the fact that Jesus actually existed um, again the same with um, Islam there, there is more than enough evidence to to suggest that Muhammad existed. Um, if I'm correct, if anyone listening uh, is Muslim, um, let me know. I believe they can still trace 
his family line from Muhammad, I believe, you can still find the um, the exact members of his family directly. Um, so there's no real, there's irreputable evidence, let's say, that, that he existed. Um, again, whether the stories are all, all true um, is, I believe, open to interpretation again. But I find with Norse mythology, it's more about a lesson. There is a lesson to be learnt from every single thing, um, you know, and and that's why that's why I like it. I I don't feel that it um, it doesn't push anybody out. It doesn't make anybody uh, segregated from their religion. It doesn't push uh, it doesn't push the views onto people either, and. For me, more importantly, it's it's very inclusive of everybody. Um, you know, you've you've got a god there who is a shapeshifter, a god who can become a man or a woman or a fly, like we saw in the last the last story. Um, it is it is inclusive of of everybody, and and nowadays and all the things that are going on in the world, um, inclusivity is 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 a big thing so uh yeah i'm i do enjoy norse mythology and, and the stories from it and you know dan the viking is not just because dan looks like a viking it's uh it's due to to my personal beliefs as well so um thank you guys um i do enjoy sharing these with you so thank you for listening and thank you for you know, coming back every time I do a Norse mythology one, they do seem to be quite popular. Again, when I look at my statistics and, and my figures, these Norse mythology ones do stand out as, as quite popular. So um, obviously you guys enjoy learning a little bit about my religion and a little bit about what uh, what I believe. So I really appreciate that. And thank you. Thank you very much. I hope you come back and listen next time. Uh, I only do these when I, when I get a chance. Um, so yeah thank you very much and uh hope you've all enjoyed we shall see you next time have a nice week bye bye save big money at menards let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from ad force it's easy to install durable against the elements and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.